this is Gillian from Rest Reflections. Welcome to this episode of At Work, our podcast on all things inequality, injustice and oppression in the workplace. I am your host today. If you would like us to dedicate some thinking, some musing on particular questions, queries, dilemma that you might be struggling with, as usual, please get in touch. It's in work at restreflections.co.uk. So for this episode, I thought I'd tell you a little bit about something that is kicking address reflections that we have kind of kept quiet a little bit, but it is coming, it is coming and it is soon to be, I guess, promoted or kind of shared externally, put out there in the world. So I thought I'd take this opportunity to tell you about this new project, this exciting project that I am working on with colleagues at Rest Reflections. So what am I talking about? When I'm talking about my fourth book, it should be my fourth book, it might be my fifth book, depending on the publication date and the contract. Sometimes books have to be published within a particular period. And so it means that if you have two books cooking, one has to wait until one is put out there. So I'm working on two projects and so that means that it's not 100% clear yet which one is going to come out before the other. I suspect this will, but I don't know for certain. So if it does as expected, it will be baby number four. And if it does not, that would be baby number five. But let's call it baby number four for now. So what am I talking about? I'm talking to you about a book that we are writing that we are putting together at Race Reflections. And what is the book about and why have I decided to tell you a little bit about it here? Well, mainly because it concerns work and it concerns whiteness and I guess it concerns also well-being and resistance and defiance and all the things that we talk about at Race Reflections at work in particular. So I thought it would be a good idea to give you a little bit of a preview of what the book's about, what is to come, and to tell you a little bit about the call for contribution. The working title of the book for now is Surviving Whiteness at Work, Reflection on Defiance, Resistance and Transformation. And essentially, this is a book that aims to describe the working of whiteness through the lived experience of our members, our community members, and their reflection on what they have found helpful to grow, to survive, to thrive, despite working in an environment that might have been quite hostile, toxic, marginalizing, discriminatory. So I guess what we're interested in doing is understanding, first of all, the working of whiteness within various workplaces, but also what people do to survive. And there are a huge range of strategies that we put in place. None of us are passive recipient or victims of systems of domination, of white supremacy, of whiteness and their intersectional siblings, none of us. We all resist, we do our best to try to navigate, to try to divert sometimes, and to try to confront when we cannot divert. 
So that's what we are interested in. The book is likely to be a collection of essays. So that would be my second collection of essays. And as I hinted at, it's likely that the call for contribution anyway will go to members in the first instance. I think we anticipate that we should be able to select all of our contributors from our membership. It's possible that we don't, and it is only if we don't that we will open the call to the wider community outside of the race reflections community. There are reasons for that, of course. One is pure and simple loyalties. We want to give opportunities. We want to give growth supporting chances to people who have allowed us to grow. I mean, it is really as simple as that. It's a way to say thank you as always, but it's also a way to support the learning and the development of people whose learning and development we care very much about. And so that's why we decided to make the call first and foremost an opportunity for our members to come and to write with us and to publish something with us. And we are very, very excited because of course it will be the first rest reflections publication. I hope if it goes to plan. And so that means that we might be opening the door to a publication to come in the future. It's unlikely that we'll be writing a book every single year, but it is possible that we might be writing a book every other year, particularly a book about inequality, injustice and oppression. So that is broadly what the project is. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about the rationale. I'm not going to go into the nitty gritty and the details as to why we write this book on whiteness, but I'm hoping that it will be self-explanatory for many people who perhaps are not familiar with our work, with our thinking, with our ideas, with the kind of scholarship that we engage in and the kind of writing and training that we do. Why whiteness? Why whiteness at work? And why resistance to whiteness at work? I've written one book at least, I'd say possibly two, on whiteness. But of course, although both of my books centered racialized violence and some of those aspects were concerned with survival, they did not really focus, at least not exclusively, on workplace situations and context. But it is essentially where we spend most of our life in terms of single domain. Most people will spend at least a good quarter of their waking day at work. For some people, it might even be half and for some two-third, depending on seniority and uh, the type of work that people do. So we do spend a lot of time at work. And there's been a lot of sophisticated thinking around whiteness and white supremacy and racialized violence and racial trauma that has happened outside of workplace settings and outside of organizational setting. But I find that generally, certainly this is what our literature review has revealed, is that actually, those two fields in terms of organizational safe functioning and exclusion and issues of uh, inequality in the workplace tend not to be associated with more radical thinking, with more critical ideas, such as ideas related to whiteness, such as ideas related to coloniality, such as ideas related 
to, I guess we could even say, patterns that echo intergenerational wounds, trauma, and all the kind of stuff that we take, I say we, I'm thinking perhaps more about analytic thinkers, that we take for granted in terms of understanding what goes on as analytic thinkers, but also as race scholars. And so I guess what we want to do is to marry those fields and to bring them together and to think really about how whiteness is perpetrated, reproduced in workplace setting. What can we learn if we delve into the lived experience of people who have survived and who have managed to transform either themselves or institution when it came to racialized violence? What is potentially useful for people to know. And so it's a book that is partly autoethnographic through the lived experience, through the autobiographies of the contributors, but it's also going to be a book that is solution-focused, right? That is all about what is useful here, what can we take, what is the takeaway message, which may be helpful for other thinkers, leaders, employees, employers, when it comes to resisting, when it comes to defying, when it comes to attempting to do things differently, attempting to obtain alternative outcome and creating workspaces that are more welcoming and that are more just and fair for everyone. And so what does it mean? What does it mean for the practicalities? Last episode, I spoke a little bit about my vision and the strategic direction for race reflections and where we were heading for the next, I'd say, 18 months or so. And the big emphasis was on more face-to-face, more community activities, more training, hopefully delivered in person. And so that's quite central because, as I said last episode, we have been primarily, not exclusively, but primarily functioning online. And so we're taking roots. And so a big part of taking roots is going to be to work with corporate clients. I've also said that in my previous podcast. But this baby, this manuscript idea, this publication that we're launching is possibly announcing also a little bit of a transformation for race reflection because we've never actually published entire manuscript. And I've been writing for 10 years now. Oh my God, I've been writing for 10 years. I've been writing consistently for race reflections for 10 years, which is quite incredible, actually. And it just hit me that, yes, I've been doing that, but we haven't written our first book. And so, yes, it might be announcing something. And I'm hoping that with the book, there will be opportunity to come together and to think about the issues that the book has picked up. Maybe I'll give you an an example of some of the issues that we want to think about that I have, I guess, tweeted about for some time at a different point in time is issues of confidence. Although confidence is something that tends to be sought after, encouraged, praised in some demographic, it is also something that can be punished in other demographics. And so there are a lot of ideas 
much thinking that has happened outside of the workplace that really need to be translated so that the experience of employees of color are better understood. Another idea that we want to center in the book is envy and jealousy and the distinction between those two psychic emotional state, we could say, or kind of defenses. What I want to say is that, yes, we've talked about envy. I speak about envy. I write about envy because of my own lived experience. And I think it's a dynamic that is underexplored generally because it is a little bit taboo. But nonetheless, it is central to racialized violence and it is therefore central in the workplace. But actually, are we speaking sufficiently about envy and what envy looks like at work. I know I've, I've done a podcast or two on envy. I've given some example from my lived experience. But nonetheless, there isn't much that has been formally written about envy, manifestation, expression of envy in the workplace and how we might overcome that. So that is an area that we're also very keen to integrate into the book. And if I could give you another area that we are keen to explore, and I spent some time exploring in white mind is the use of space, what that looks like in work environment. You know, I speak about whiteness as a spatial temporal phenomena. It is therefore something that gets enacted in space. Therefore, we need to ask ourselves in workspaces, how does that use of space look like? How does whiteness manifest itself through space and through, you know, the movement of body, how much bodies are allowed to take space, you know, who is seen in space, who is disappeared in space, who is heard in space, who is not heard in space, whose physicality is noted and whose physicality is tolerated, not tolerated. And there's something about the body, right? Because somebody disturbed and somebody seem to be merging in the background. And I think some of us, and I definitely put myself in that category, have body that are, I guess I would say, related to in a way that's quite ambivalent. I think my body disturbed in some way, in many ways, in fact, partly because I'm tall, partly because I take space, partly because of the way that I hold myself, I carry myself, and the kind of embodiment of my personhood, I think that creates space because I'd say it is deemed to be maybe counter expectation of black womanhood. So therefore it's deemed to be transgressive. So here's another idea that we are hoping to explore in the book. But that's just to give you a flavor. That is a lot of thinking. We've done a lot of thinking on race reflections and we want to translate that into workplace organizational, institutional learning. What is it that we can do with this learning that is going to influence the way that employees of color experience the workplace, the way that they are treated, and so therefore the outcome when it comes to quote-unquote representation, when it comes to equity and equality in the workplace. So that is what we are doing, my good people. I'm really excited to tell you a bit more when we are ready to launch the call of contribution, which is likely to be before that episode comes out, beginning of February. So this is Surviving Whiteness at Work, Reflection on Defiance, Resistance and Transformation. That is the title of the book, Race Reflections First, baby. I'm really excited, my people. 
my fourth baby, it will be possibly the fifth one, depending on how things go. And I suppose that really is going to give something, I think, a bit more radical, a bit more critical to how we think about work context and about work situations and work conflict. And hopefully there will be something to learn for everyone. And so, yes, that is it, my good people. A little bit on dynamics that happen at work. A little bit on that manuscript, that collection of essays that is to come and is likely to be published next year. And a little bit about where we are as an organization. And I'm really looking forward to getting more of you involved, to getting more of you interested in what we have to say. But I always count on your support and I'm always grateful for the same. So, yes, I'm going to say goodbye now. Thank you for listening. Please get in touch if you have questions, queries, and would like to know more about surviving whiteness at work. And until then, please take care. Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to send us queries, questions, and dilemmas to be reflected on, please email at work at racereflections.co.uk.